Hi everyone and welcome to the Two Men in a Pineapple podcast. My name is Cody. And I'm Michael. And we are two 30-year-old millennials living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The purpose of this podcast is to identify, deconstruct, and discuss the life events facing millennials. Each podcast episode will focus on one to two topics and present them in the form of what I wish I knew. We will share our own experiences, as well as the tips, tricks, and secrets we've learned along the way, which will hopefully encourage you to think, reflect, and discuss these topics amongst yourselves, your friends, and family. This podcast will be successful if it helps you to be able to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Two Men and a Pineapple podcast. Today's topic is what I wish I knew about the tax-free savings account. So talking about the tax-free savings account is very important because we know savings, retirement. What are we going to do when we're, we're finished work? What if we're saving up to buy a car or buying a house? How do we do that? And I think the TFSA, the tax-free savings account, is one of the better options to use. And I think everybody needs to know about it. Now, the TFSA, it's a buzzword that's thrown around. We hear it in the media. We hear it on the news. You know, uh, we see it on the front of magazines. People say, are you contributing to your TFSA? Same thing like with an RRSP or registered retirement savings plan. They're similar and they're both used to save money or to invest for the future. So with the episode today, I'm just gonna focus on, Michael and I are just gonna focus on the TFSA. Retirement savings and investing is such a broad topic that we're gonna do several podcasts on this, but today we're just gonna hone our focus on the TFSA. So to start, the tax savings account, it was introduced in 2009. Now again, a, a TFSA is in Canada specifically. And if you're in America, it's similar to your Roth IRA. And all it really is, is the money you put into a TFSA, it is tax-free. So when you take it out of your TFSA, you don't pay any tax on it. So as I was saying, the TFSA was introduced in Canada in 2009 by Prime Minister Stephen Harper. And the whole purpose for it was to encourage Canadians to save money for the future. So when you work, you make money and you pay tax on that at the end of the year. So your after tax money, so after you pay your taxes, you're left with a certain amount of money. Now in that pool of money, you can put some of that into a TFSA. So any contribution made to a TFSA, that is after tax money. So you won't get tax like that's after you've paid your taxes, then you put it in here and you go take it out. Uh, you don't get taxed again. Correct. So, you've already paid. You've already paid tax on this money. So what you're okay. saying is there's something that exists out there where if I take my money out, I will get taxed. Yes, exactly. So that's okay. the, that's the difference with an RRSP. Okay. An RRSP, a registered savings plan, that's used with pre-tax money. Gotcha. So for example, you may, let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year you'd be paying $50,000. Uh, you'd be paying tax on that $50,000. Okay. Let's say to an RRSP, you contribute $5,000. What happens is you don't pay any tax on that $5,000 that you put in your RRSP. So it's even a way though, to save tax. Sorry, even though that, uh, you know, let's say my salary is 65, but I take home 60, right? After taxes, yeah. that after tax money I put into my retirement plan, and then I take it out, it's, that's taxed again. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Wow, yeah. Sucks. So what happens is with your, your RSP, uh, you can put money in throughout the year or you can put it all in 
you know, at one time of the year. And what happens is when you do your taxes, you just, you write on your taxes, how much you contribute to your RSP and that's deducted from your taxable income. I mean, so, okay. but, but the thing is, is when it grows in your RSP and you take it out eventually when you're 60 or 70, uh, you pay tax on that and you pay tax at your top rate because wow. that's seen as income. Yeah. yeah. So you have, you really have to plan around that. So just think RRSP, you get to deduct yeah, contribution from your current year taxes. So you're not paying mm -hmm. any tax on it. But when you take it out of your RSP, when you retire decades down the road, you will pay tax on it. Okay. So yeah. now let's contrast that with the TFSA. Yeah, the TFSA, when you contribute to it, you are using after tax money. So you've already paid taxes on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you put $5,000 in a TFSA, you never have to worry about paying tax on that ever again. So you could put that in your TFSA today. Let's say you're 20 years old. And then let's say over the next 40 years, let's say you bought Tesla stock or some high flyer and you yes, make 10,000% 10, 10, 10, on that money, right? Let's say you yeah. have hundreds of thousands of dollars in your TFSA when you're seven years old and you take that money out, you can take out a dollar, you can take out $10,000, you can take out all that money all at once and you don't pay any tax on it. Whoa, that's awesome. Right. So, so that's why it's so advantageous, right? You don't have to worry about paying any taxes on it. <clears throat> you just pay taxes on your initial contribution, which would have been that $5,000. Now, this sounds a little too good to be true. Right? There does. is a contribution limit every year, right? You can't just put $100,000 in every year and, you know. So what happens is in 2009, when they first started it, you could contribute $5,000. And each year, it's typically indexed to inflation. So it goes up roughly $500. So some years it was 5500 Right, Stephen Harper even bumped up to 10,000 a year. So he was really generous with that. When Justin Trudeau came into office, he didn't like that. And he cut it back down to 6,000, I believe. So we were really bummed when he cut that down because it really affected Canadians' ability to save tax-free. So, so um, currently, would, each... Yep. Sorry, why would you even... Oh, I guess the government wants to do that. Like, they want less of our tax... Like, they want less in our contribution so that more of it can get taxed. Correct. By lowering the contribution limit, you would have to uh, use that money elsewhere, right? You, you sneaky have to spend government. it, put it in your RSP, or put it in a other type of investment account. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So I mean, for 2020, their current year, the the limit was $6,500. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that's how much you could put in this year. Could I have like 30 of these tax-free savings account, or does it accumulate? Is it like a all-in-one? Like I, I have three different, I don't have three different banks. I have two different banks, one with my, my own and one with my wife. And yep. would that, my contribution be combined together or do I have, you know, six sixty five hundred 6,500 in this bank, 6,500 in that bank? Yep. So what happens is in 2009, if you were 18 or older, you could contribute to a TFSA. Mm -hmm. So from 2009 to 2020, that's been 12 years, right? Mm -hmm. So each year you get a contribution limit, right? It started at 5,000 and then it's worked its way up to 6,500. In total, if you, were, if you were 18 in 2009, to date, you could have deposited, I think it's $69,500 into mm -hmm. a TFSA. Now, you can do that, Michael, and then your wife also gets 69,500, right? So mm -hmm. between you, we're talking close to $140,000. Oh, so it actually between the two of you. itself. Correct. If you, if you, so if you never contributed to a, to a TFSA and you mm -hmm. looked at, and you looked at contributing this year, you yourself could contribute $69,500 if you had that amount of money. Just lying around. Yeah. Naturally. 
Yeah. I put it all so under like, my mattress. So a big misconception, right, is um, so just by its name, tax-free savings account, people think it's a savings account. So they just put their money in there and they let it sit there. And mm-hmm. they think they collect, you know, 0.3% interest on it like a bank account. So it should really be called a tax-free investing account because mm-hmm. you really want to put that money into an investment, right? Whether it's whatever, bonds, GICs, stocks, ETFs, what have you, right? Because we know right now, you know, inflation is very low and the interest rate our bank is paying is very, very low. It's basically nothing, right? If you just left your money sitting in a bank account, you're making nothing on it. So if you're making no interest on your money, right? Let's say you had $100,000 in your bank account and you made 0% on it. So 10 years from now, you would still have $100,000, correct? Mm -hmm. But what happens is we know there's inflation. The cost of gas, groceries, housing, rent keeps increasing every year. So if inflation is, you know, two, three, four, five percent, what happens is after the end of the 10 years, you still have hundred thousand dollars, but things cost a lot more money. So in actuality, that hundred thousand dollars is really like ninety thousand dollars in terms of today's currency. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah, damn. You, you actually you actually have a lot less buying power. So that's why yeah. you want to invest your money. You don't want to just let it sit in a bank account. I get it. So everything just starts becoming more expensive and then all of a sudden your dollar is not worth as much. That's what inflation is. So, Absolutely. Oh shit. So if I have all that money in my checkings account, let's say I'm, I'm actually doing myself a disservice. If Absolutely. I left it there, if I left it there. Yeah. Like I, I just want to also say like, this isn't investing advice or savings advice. I'm just spitballing and throwing information out there. So yeah. I mean, the only, the only reason you'd want to keep, you know, cash around would be, you know, you want your six to nine months emergency fund, right? In case something like COVID happens, right? Yeah. And you're out of work, you have money to survive on for the next six to nine months. You'd want that in cash, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't afford to lose that money. If you were to put that into an investment, investments go up and down, right? Every month, every day, yeah. right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to gamble with six to nine months of expenses. So you leave mm-hmm. that in cash. And that's so fine. Even you if mean makes, cash even if as in, you mean cash as in in your checkings account, not locked down. Correct. Cash you know, meaning it's not invested in anything. It's yeah. just in a bank account. Okay. Yeah. Where let's say let's say another thing. Like, let's say you know we're millennials. We're going to be buying a house soon. You need that down payment. You're not going to be investing your money that you're going to be using for a down payment in the stock market. No. Because hell no. the stock market could could go down fifty percent. Right. So let's say you're saving up your money and you need to buy a house in six months and the market goes down in six months. Well, then you're screwed because you'd have to sell and you don't want to sell when the market's at its lowest. So money that you need probably in the next like five years, you don't want to be investing that because you can't afford the risk of losing it. Mm, right. I see. So T so TFSA, right. It's for the law. It's, it's supposed to be for long-term thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So another, like if we're going to compare the TFSA with an RRSP, we know that we said RRSP contributions, if we take the money out, we have to pay tax on that. Okay. So TFSA, we take money out of that. We don't pay any tax. So let's say, for example, we have $10,000 in a TFSA. We have $10,000 in RRSP. Now let's say five or 10 years go down down the road and you want to buy a house or you want to buy a rental property or something like that. And you need that $10,000. If you take it out of the TFSA, you can just take it right out and you can use it to buy your house. You don't have to worry about paying any tax on it. Let's say you had to go into your RSP and take that $10,000 out. I mean, you have a job right now. You're making money, right? So you're going to be in a pretty high tax bracket. 
So when you take that money out of your RSP, you have to pay a high percentage of tax on that. So you might only end up with $7,000 out of that 10,000. Oh man. Right. So the TFSA is very flexible. Another thing too, is when you take money out of an RSP, let's say you took that 10,000 out to buy your house, you ended up with seven grand after taxes. You don't get that contribution room back. So you can't recontribute that to your RSP. Wow. So you, it's like a lose, lose. Yeah. Where a TFSA, if you take out $10,000, you can put that 10,000 back in starting next year. Oh, so they open up that room for you to, that's really good. Yeah. You can always recontribute what you take out. So another thing, let's say we said the contribution room was close to $70,000. That's how much we can put in um, from 2009 until today. Let's say that grew to be, I don't know, let's just say $100,000. Let's say you took all that out this year. You could put that 100000 back in next year if you wanted to. Plus whatever you get for that year. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have one question. <clears throat> let's yep. say I have uh, two ber- personal bank accounts. So uh, for the sake of, you know, Canadians here, uh, CIBC and TD, do yep. I share $6,500 between the two of them? Okay. So you, for the year, let's say it's 6,500, you have to contribute. You can, you can have as many accounts as you want. So you have your two accounts. You mm-hmm. can put 6,000 in one and 500 in the other. You can put, no, 3,250 in each. It doesn't matter. You can have as many accounts as you want, just so long as you don't over contribute. Okay. So I have two questions after that. So your contribution is federally looked at. So meaning your $6,500 is $6,500, whether I have a thousand bank accounts or one bank account, I only get that one $6,500 or that one contribution, regardless of how many banks I have. Um, that is correct. And then my second question is, what happens if I over-contribute? Uh, you pay a penalty on it. What kind of penalty? Do you know? Yep. So you have to look at the CRA. They'll have an interest rate on there. And um, whatever the amount is you contribute, let's say you put an extra $500 in there. You can write a letter to them and say you accidentally over-contributed, right? You took the money back out, you know, in a week or two, and they'll probably be lenient for that. But like, let's say you over-contributed five grand and you left it in there for the year, right? They have a hefty interest rate. So you have to pay uh, interest on that money that you put in. So is it hefty enough that it would be beneficial? Meaning like... No, no, definitely not. Okay, so it's not like it's anywhere close to the RS, R, your retirement savings plan um, taxing. No, you never want to over-contribute to a TFSA. You'll be paying way more in penalties than anything you'd gain. Okay, so they made it that way on purpose. Yeah, you, know, you never want to cheat the government, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to find any, any loopholes in this system. <laughs> no. So I just want to make it really clear to everyone out there, no matter if you're making... $30,000 a year or $200,000 a year, you should be contributing whatever you can to a TFSA. And okay. then very, it's very, very important. Like if we think, you know, if we take those 12 years that we could have been contributing to a TFSA. So, yeah. So if we take, let's say like an average income, let's just say $50,000 a year. And if we find out how much money you're making a month, that's roughly $4,200 a month. Now, if we say, if you just were to put $500 a month into your TFSA, 
that's roughly a 12% savings rate. So you know you hear, you hear out there put 10% of what you earn into retirement, right? Dave Ramsey, if anyone follows him in the States, he says 15%, right? So by putting $500 away a month, if you make $50,000 a year, you're saving 12% of your income, which is doable, mm-hmm. right? It's what you know the media tell us to do. It's what all those financial gurus tell us to do. So it's definitely doable, right? Now, if you put that $500 into your TFSA a month, right? That comes up to $6,000 a year. Now, if we talked about that TFSA limit, right? It was roughly $6,000. So that would get you to your TFSA limit. So by doing that every year, you're contributing really the maximum to your TFSA. So, you know, 30, 40 years down the road, your TFSA is going to be maxed out, but you're going to have put as much tax-free, um, you're going to be, you, you are going to have put, you know, the maximum amount of money in your TFSA over that time frame. your money is going to grow tax-free. So when you need it in retirement, it's going to be there. You don't have to worry about paying taxes on it either. So you know, a little, uh, a little, uh, yep. No, I was going to, sorry to cut, cut you off here. Um, I have a question, but you go. I want to hear what you have to say next. Yeah. So this is a cool little thing to think about. When you think about, this is way down the road, but retirement, you're not going to be working. So you're not going to have any income that way. So you're going to have to rely on uh, your pension plans from the government. So in Canada, that's your CPP, right? In the States, that's your social security, right? So we're talking, you know, 800 to $1,000 a month for your CPP, $12,000 a year. You're going to need more than that to live on. So what else are Canadians going to use? We're going to use your RSPs. In the States, you're going to use your IRAs and uh, your 401ks. So with your RSP, any money that you take out of there, where do you talk about? You have to pay tax on it. So taking 10000 out of your RSP, you're actually not going to keep 10000 You're going to keep something like six, seven, dollars or $8,000 out of that. So the amount of tax that you pay on that is dictated by how much you take out, right? If you take $100,000 out of your RSP in one year, the government looks at that as you made $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be paying a lot of tax on that money. Well, let's say you've contributed to your TFSA and your RSP. So let's say you're 65 and you want, I don't know, $50,000 a year to live on, okay? What you can do is you can take 40,000 out of your TFSA and you can take only 10,000 out of your RSP. Therefore, when the government looks at how much money you made that year, that TFSA doesn't even go into account. All mm-hmm. it looks like is that you made $10,000. And when you, when you only make $10,000, you pay basically no income tax. Mm-hmm. So now you're 65, you're living on $50,000 a year and you're paying next to no income tax. That's insane. That's a good little trick. Yeah. The worst thing to do is to put all your money in RSP and then, you know, you turn 70 and you got a multi-million dollar RSP and you got to pay all this tax on it. Yeah. And then right? money so, is... I mean, just going away. You know, it's so important to talk to like a financial advisor and just kind of figure out what's right for you. Right. Mm-hmm. TFSA, RSP, it also depends on how much money you're making now too. Right. And Are you Businesses what? will contribute like a 50, 50, right? Like sometimes they'll say, Oh, if you put in five, whatever amount will match you. And so sometimes people will be like, damn, I'd rather, I'd rather do that. I'm having, it's not my money anymore. It's actually my business's money that will get taxed. Right. So Maybe that's an option. Yep. There's RRSP uh, matching through work, right? Your employer can match whatever you put in your RSP, which is fantastic. Yeah. So I, I did have another question. 
what's the difference between this tax year savings account and a regular 1% interest savings account? Why can't I just dump all my money into that and then take it out tax? It would be tax-free anyway. What, what do you mean it'd be tax-free? Into a, into a bank account, savings account? So, yeah, so I have, I have a checkings account and a savings account and a tax-free savings account. So yep. currently I have just my regular checks coming into my checkings account, like the name suggests. And then I split that, whatever I put into my tax-free savings account and then into my regular savings account. So what's the difference of me just taking the whole chunk and putting it into my savings account and just letting it <clears throat> sit there? Okay, so you've got a check into your checkings account, let's say from your employer, mm -hmm. and you've already paid your tax on that money, yep. right? Your employer's taken off your taxes, so you're left with however much money. Let's just call it $1,000, mm -hmm. okay? So let's say that $1,000 now, you put $500 just into your high-interest savings account in your bank, mm -hmm. right, your savings account, mm -hmm. and then you put the other $500 into a tax-free savings account, mm -hmm. okay? So in your high interest savings account at your bank, you're probably going to be getting like 0.5% interest. If you're lucky, yeah. you could probably go to like 2% at like, you know, a credit union or something like that. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. just call it 0.5% because that's really the interest rate environment we're in right now. Okay. So you're getting 0.5% on in your high interest savings account. Now in your tax-free savings account, that $500 you put in there, you can invest that in anything, a stock, an ETF, a bond, GIC, whatever. So let's just say you bought Bell Canada shares with that $500. Bell Canada is currently paying you a dividend of 6%. So let's just think about the dividend in terms of interest. You put that $500 into Bell Canada shares, you get a 6% interest, you're getting 30 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. So the $500 in your high interest savings account, you're getting 0.5%. That's, that's a lot different than 6%. Yeah. Right. So, right. 6% versus 0.5%. We're looking at $30 versus $2 and 50 cents. Yeah. Okay. Then to be, to, to make this even better, that 30 bucks you're getting your TFSA, that 6% dividend tax free. Mm -hmm. You don't pay any tax on it. It's all yours. But now your 0.5% interest that you got in your bank account, mm -hmm. you're going to pay your top tax rate on that. Oh, so, so even let's when say, I have it in my bank, it still gets taxed. Yeah. So let's say you're in a high tax bracket. You're making eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year, and you pay. You know, you're in a thirty percent tax bracket. Now at two dollars and fifty cents, you got to pay thirty percent tax on That's that, nice. right? So then you're paying seventy-five cents. Then you're left with a a dollar seventy-five, right? Okay, yeah. So you're 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 really starting to see how uh, you know seventy-five cents versus thirty dollars. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And so what I got from that is a tax-free savings account is more of a utility account. I can do other stuff with this account. I can invest my money from that account. I can put it into these other different types of investments. And the outcome is my money will never be taxed because it's coming from this specific position. But if I'm using right. other accounts, such as checking, saving, like regular savings, um, or other types of accounts that are out there, that money is taxable and <clears throat> it has no utility, meaning I can't go into all of these different investments and GICs and all these other things we're talking about and, and 
have tax-free, like my money will be tax going and coming back to me. So the tax-free savings account is really a umbrella or a shield or safeguard or something that you cannot be taxed from. Correct. A TFSA tax-free saving account. It's just an account. Mm -hmm. It's not an investment in itself. If yeah. you just put money in a TFSA and you let it sit there, it nothing will happen to it. It will stay the same. You won't get any interest on it. Nothing mm -hmm. at all. You put $500 into a TFSA, it will just sit there. Once it's in your TFSA, then you have to do something with it. Buy a stock, an ETF, index fund, whatever you want to do. If you want okay. to make money off of it with this stuff. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I just want to point something else that you said. Mm -hmm. You said um, TFSA is a vehicle in, in terms of put that money into an investment, like a stock, where you said about a bank account, um, it just sits there and collects interest. So you can also open like an investment account that's not in a TFSA or an RSP. So this mm -hmm. would be similar to like a bank account, but it's like a investment account. You can put money in there and you can put as much money as you want into it. And you can buy stocks, you can buy bonds, whatever you want. But just know that because this isn't an RSP or TFSA, you are fully taxed on. on yes. It. And a personal example, I opened up one of those and that is uh, accounted for in my um, yearly income. So if yes. I make two... This would be a great a great problem to have, but if I make too much money off of the stock market, I might bump myself into a different tax tax bracket. Whereas if uh, I did this from a tax free savings account, it would just be shielded. Yeah, correct. I think another thing that to talk about too would be the different tax treatments, right? For if you're paying tax on income that you make from work, or if you're paying tax on a dividend. If you're paying tax on interest made from a bank account, or if you're paid paying tax on a capital gain, meaning you buy a stock at $100, it goes up to 150 and you sell it, you made $50. You have to pay tax on that gain, right? Talking about the different um, uh, way the different things are taxed, right? Depending how you're getting your income. I think that's a, a podcast episode in and of itself. Yeah, right? I would I really love want to, share to do that. Yeah, I'd really like to share with people, you know, how to pay the least amount of taxes and that because that's the worst part of the year, right? In that tax bill, so that tax yeah. check. So and it's yeah. it's uh, I've had a couple of issues with investments and not like just kind of shotgunning it. That's that's like my approach where I just kind of did it and learned later, and I have some pretty good learning lessons from that. I just want everyone to know out there that you know, the earlier you start investing, the better because it's all about time in the market as opposed to trying to be cute and time the market. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing I want to say is so this is the first episode we've done on any type of financial uh, planning or investing. And it's one of many to come. Appreciate all of you guys support for listening. If you'd like to uh, leave a comment or start a discussion on maybe which, what we should do next, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks and have a great day, guys.